most people rush into entrepreneurship and realize that you're not going to make any money starting a business right away. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's actually the case, why not take the time to actually identify industries, identify opportunities, and then say, am I interested in any of these? And then go pursue something. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. I'm here with Dean Murthy. He is the co-founder and CEO of Young and Reckless, Menlo Club, 5-4, Shot New Republic, and Grand AC. Yes. So many things. Uh, entrepreneur, father, and influencer on the rise. Yes. <laughs> Slowly rising. So thank you so much, Dee, for um, being on today. I'm really uh, grateful for your time. My, my pleasure. Thanks for... Uh, 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 supporting all the content that we put out. <laughs> guys, I'm going to plug everything in this episode. You guys got to check it all out because it's <laughs> amazing. Um, but for anyone out there who is just kind of hearing about you for the first time, do you want to kind of go into a little bit on your backstory, where you're from, um, and about the brands you built? Yeah, so I grew up in L.A., in the suburbs of L.A. I went to college at USC. Mm -hmm. While at USC, a friend of mine and I started a uh, our first apparel brand called 5-4, which is a men's brand we started 17 years ago that we launched in college and kind of grew it out of our dorm room into a business that eventually started selling retailers all over America and then eventually department stores with distributors all over the world. And then really what changed our whole kind of world in 2008 when the recession hit, we started like thinking about how do we go direct to consumer because we know that world was changing. So we ended up uh, opening up retail stores in 2009, also launching Young and Reckless to kind of diversify. And then finally in 2012, we kind of stumble on this idea of a men's subscription service that we launched. We were the first to do it and it became the largest men's fashion subscription for men where, there, where, where you pay $60 a month to get... Uh, curated box of clothes every month and 5-4 was the first brand in that box and then a few years ago we launched a shoe brand called New Republic and then an activewear brand called Grand Athletic Club. So our business has evolved a ton in the last yeah. 17 years and today it's uh, we also are incubating a bunch of new brands. We also do services for a bunch of rising brands. Mm -hmm. So we've built like this whole world of like what are all the needs of emerging brands? And if if it makes sense, we partner with folks to help grow their business. That's incredible. There's so many things there. Yeah. Um, back when you were a student in school, did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think uh, right when I got to college, I ended up uh, realizing that that was the path for me. Um, and even then, even though that's, I mean, that's like late 90s, early 2000 entrepreneurship was starting to become very popular yeah. really because of the internet and the first iterations of all those businesses like Yahoo and AOL and all these mm -hmm. people were started by these young people that built these massive businesses. So I think it inspired like that first generation of like entrepreneurs in this like era. Damn. And then the crazy part is, is that you're brand like you were building it during a time of recession and that's what really sparked the interest for the new uh subscription service yeah um which is unreal what was the inspiration how did that even come about with the subscription service like how did you think about that we actually didn't think about it what happened was we actually opened a retail store 
in a shopping center here called Century City. And it's a, it's a high-end mall. And one day I was running the store and a friend of mine and his father came into the store. And uh, my friend's father is uh, Robert Shapiro, the attorney. He was like OJ's lawyer, Kardashian wow. lawyer. And uh, he walked in and he wanted to hear about our business. So I'm starting to tell him. And he's like, you know what? You'll love to meet my new partner. She has this, we started this new business. You should go check it out. And I go, what is it? And he goes, it's with Kim Kardashian. Let's go meet her. And I'm like, I don't really need to meet her. Just tell me about the business. And he's like, no, no, no. You need a picture with her. I'm like, okay, fine. So we go. There's like, yeah, obviously, this is early Kim Kardashian. The line is so long to meet her. Yeah. And I'm like, what is his business? And he goes, well, it's a it's a shoe subscription service. It's $39 a month. It's called Shoe Dazzle. And once a month, you get a shoe curated for you based on your style preferences. Mm -hmm. And my mind was blown. So I ended up taking that information back to my business partner and my brother. And we were like, how do we do this for ourselves? And my business partner kind of comes up with what is the current iteration of the club today, which is I'm going to ask a series of questions and then we're going to curate based on that. And that's really how it came about because just by sitting at the store and that chance meeting. Yeah, and that was clearly like, there was clearly a need, right? And then yeah. the way you emerged that business is you said you asked the questions and you fulfilled that need. Yeah. Um, what would you say to an entrepreneur out there listening who maybe has a business idea or wants to be an entrepreneur because that's so hot and trendy right now? Yeah. Um, what would you say for them to get that clarity on kind of what business they could pursue or um, just any piece of advice you would have for a young entrepreneur? I think the thing that a lot of people don't do, and I've met a lot of really successful entrepreneurs and I've met thousands of people that have failed. Mm -hmm. And I think one, there's no rush. So take your time, learn, read, talk to people. Yeah. Like I have friends who were deciding what they wanted to do and they would have met a hundred people, had coffee conversations, picked people's brains mm -hmm. and then came to the conclusion, this is the opportunity I want to pursue. So if most people rush into entrepreneurship and realize that you're not going to make any money starting a business right away. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's actually the case, why not take the time to actually identify industries, identify opportunities, and then say, am I interested in any of these? And then go pursue something. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, I have this amazing idea. I, or I love fashion. I'm going to go start a fashion brand. But that might not be the best opportunity. There might be a way for you to be in fashion without starting a brand. So I think part of it is like really understanding like where you can actually be successful versus, oh, I just want to start something. And I think that's the problem with young people is they're so anxious to start something. They don't actually sit and think. Mm, that's key. Like yeah. so key right yeah. there. Um, and another thing that you do so like you give so much to young entrepreneurs is you give out so much content. Like Detour yeah. literally is a resource for entrepreneurs to just take advice from years of experience mm -hmm. and run club. Yeah. Um, do you want to kind of go into that and the power of mentorship and yeah. the reason behind your why you're doing all that content? Yeah. So we two plus years ago, we were growing at this rapid pace and, you know, we grew in an era where you were able to scale digital marketing really efficiently on Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram. 
One day we woke up and we realized our customer acquisition costs were gone through the roof. And I was trying to figure out how do you, where can you reallocate your money, your time, your effort? And what happened was there was no answer. I couldn't figure out what to do with it. So I was like, all right, how do we actually uh, impact the customer? And when we started our business, all we cared about was build building a meaningful brand. And we had done that successfully. And then fast forward, the internet honestly killed brands because all of a sudden you could grow your business by some really good growth hack. Yeah. But that doesn't mean your brand actually is valuable. And so finally, I came to this conclusion where I was like, how do I actually connect with people with our business? And I realized it's very hard for a brand to connect with people versus a person to connect with another person. So that's what I wanted to focus on. So I say this as, as a joke, but I was like, I'm going to make myself famous and people mm-hmm. will connect with me. And so that's what I really set out to do. So there was a number of things I pursued. One was like, I'm really passionate about running. I really enjoy it. It's always been like a meditation for me. So I uh, started a run club with a a guy named Luke Gledhill that we met every Saturday or we still meet every Saturday in West Hollywood. And the idea was really simple, just about running. Mm -hmm. And quickly I realized the people that were showing up were these young entrepreneurs, young business people that were really looking for a community, people that they can connect with. And I was like, oh, that's this is interesting. It's I thought I would get like diehard runners, but instead I got people that are just looking to find people like themselves. Because mm-hmm. when you're young, uh, you know, when I was graduating from college, I struggled to find entrepreneurial peers because the, my mm-hmm. regular peers were either working or didn't appreciate what I was going through. So that that posed as a real problem for me as a to find a community. So I was like. This will be it. And the running is a filter. The people that are disciplined enough to stay in shape, run, do whatever, and run their business are more likely to succeed. So we've ultimately filtered the type of people we get. We get the best people. And then, so I started doing the run club. Then we start this podcast called Group Chat. And for the first couple of months, it's really slow. And then one day we wake up and we're like, oh my God, thousands of people are listening to it every day and it's clearly resonating. And then, you know, I do I started doing another podcast this year called Detour, which are just short snippets of things that I actually am experiencing as a business owner. Mm-hmm. So part of what I think the uniqueness of why personal brands can succeed and exceed even a regular brand is if you're actually transparent and tell people the real story, you can actually build a very powerful audience. And if you think about musicians or athletes or celebrities in this digital era that are really successful, they're they're the ones that are, everyone says, oh, be authentic. Be authentic (laughs) just means be yourself. Yeah. Like don't try to put on a show. So for me, I had always been founder of these businesses. I've always stayed away from the limelight because we just grew up in an era where you just shut up and worked. Mm-hmm. And, but we still, I still had this personality. It was just for my friends. And then one day I was like, oh, why don't I just talk like this in front I of everyone yeah. and see what happens? And, you know, at first, I don't know, people probably not used to people sharing everything or talking a certain way or whatever it may be. And then you find people that actually resonate with it. And then you connect with people. And then those connections become customers. 
And that's really the full circle. Mm -hmm. But it takes a tremendous amount of effort because I've been doing now all this for two years. Wow. Nonstop between the run club. The podcast will be two in November. So it's like the amount of discipline and effort you have to put before it actually makes any impact mm -hmm. is so long. It's so true, but it's so powerful. Yeah. Because I always say there's such a difference between having influence and having true influence that yeah. you have where you can tell people show up Saturday 9 a.m. and they come to run yeah. and that's powerful. Yeah. And I find a lot of entrepreneurs are, we're doing like a lot of them prefer to stay behind the scenes yeah. and not show what they're doing and, and build that personal brand. So that being said, what would you say to someone watching? Cause I know there's a lot of people who are just like, I'm just going to stay behind the scenes yeah. and do my thing, build my business, make money. But what would you say to someone, um, to stop that and start showing up on social because clearly there's such an ROI yeah. from doing so. I think people think that you need to do something special for social media other than what you're doing. And it's actually the quite the opposite. And this is what I've even learned mm -hmm. is you just have to share what's actually going on. Then it becomes so much more efficient because if you have to cook up something just for social media, it's it so often work. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work because then it's fake. So it, it's the same thing. When when I do stuff that's like for social media, it rarely works. When it's just captured living life mm -hmm. or working or whatever it is, those are things that like clearly work in terms of content and resonate with people. So I think the real answer to the question is, yes, you should go out there and put yourself out there. But be very thoughtful on what you're putting out there because if you go out and try to contrive this like image of yourself, yeah, it's bullshit and then it doesn't work. It's when you're actually, that's why I think Instagram story is such a great place to start because one, it goes away. <laughs> so you don't have to be worried Pressure's about what people <laughs> think. Pressure is off. But it, it's actually great practice because mm. you should talk into the camera. If, if you're going to be a CEO of a business, in this day and age, you will have to be public facing. Mm -hmm. you, unless you're some weird secret government military <laughs> like hustle, you have to be public. And if you're public, you should be a great communicator. Because yeah. that gives confidence, one, in your staff and in your customer. Because there's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days. And you want to bet on someone that's confident. Yeah, and consumers are getting very intelligent with their decisions. Yeah. And they want to know the founder behind the yeah. company. Um so another thing that just like amazes me with you is that you have so many things going on and you're a father of the cutest kid ever. <laughs> you guys <laughs> will you. see on his social media. <laughs> How do you do it all? If Because a lot of people watching are going to say the excuse, oh, I have no time. Yeah. But I don't think like they understand your life of yeah. having no time. So how would you say like, how do you do it all? So, you know, I'm actually, one of the things I don't do is... I don't actually write down everything I have to do or I don't even, I schedule stuff in my calendar, yes, but I will not look at my calendar more than the next hour, than the next hour, than the next hour. Because yeah. if I woke up in the morning and I see what I have to do in a yeah. day, it's too stressful. It's too much. You get overwhelmed and you get anxiety and all these things happen. My view is like minute by minute, moment by moment, hour by hour, slowly kind of attack it. Because even when, and this is just for me, it's not necessarily going to work for everybody else. But like, I just think you have to take day by day, 
like there are goals that you set and there's things you want to achieve, but there's so many steps between where you're at today and where you want to be. And if you start thinking too far ahead, mm-hmm. you can, everything feels over, overwhelming. Yeah. So I don't really, I, I'm very much like moment by moment, day by day type person. And I think that allows me not to get overwhelmed because I'm not even, I don't even know what I'm doing after this. Like, and I don't want to think about it either. Yeah. I'll just look at my phone and be like, okay, I have to do this call. But otherwise yeah. you start thinking, I have to do this call, then I have to do this, then I have to go home and put my kid to sleep, and then I have another meeting, then I have to send these emails, and you're like, oh my God, you're that's never gonna lot. do it. Yeah. And I also don't waste time. I think that's a big part of it. I think people who say they have no time are selfishly doing things that they wanna do for themselves, but maybe not best mm-hmm. for their life at the moment. So like the, the 10 minute commute I have, I'm on my phone in an Uber, responding to people i'm making use of every moment that's i have everything you engage with everyone yeah. on the platform and that's something you guys need to like do because it builds brand yeah um but you literally reply to every dm and you don't like you don't say oh i'm too busy yeah you take the time and do that it's you have to treat it like you should treat it like a job it's mm-hmm. marketing because if you connect with one person two people ten people that is so much more powerful than like an ad or any other thing you can do. Cause we will go waste our time and go do all this nonsense on other things we are told are good for our business. But connecting with someone is the best thing for your business. Yeah. There's absolutely, I was just at, uh, I was just walking down the street getting lunch 20 minutes ago and two people came up to me and goes, Oh, we talk on the DMS. Oh my god! So it's like, no matter where I go, I get that interaction. Even when we were running on Saturday, the guy, uh, a guy on Santa Monica Boulevard goes, yo, what's up, D? We talk <laughs> on DM. I was like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, I'm like, oh, yeah. And so I think that's so powerful mm-hmm. that they can talk to somebody and someone will respond to them. And so it's just like instead of sitting around watching TV all night, I'd rather do this. This is good for my future. Yeah. And it does come back. Like they will support your brand in other ways. And the thing is, your whole mindset, it wasn't, it's not even like, oh, I'm doing this because it's going to come back. Yeah. You do it because you genuinely want to help and yeah. give back. Yeah. And I know being around long enough, that energy comes back to yeah. you. It, will, it may not come directly from that person. It will come somewhere. And so you just have to be patient. It's a long game we're playing. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, when in, in digital marketing specifically, you're told you put one, you should get two back. Immediate. Yeah. yeah. And, but brand building doesn't work like that. Brand building is t- takes time. Mm-hmm. You put all this energy out into the universe. Years later, the brand comes back. I love that. Um, how are you constantly innovating and like having this mindset? Like, have you had a mentor growing up or... You just sort of... I've never really had a mentor. And honestly, not saying this is... This just hasn't worked for me. I have not had success speaking with older people Mm -hmm. because I feel like they are very stuck in their ways. So I've actually had... I would say I rely more on younger people to hear what they're doing as opposed to, you know, like... I, I would say people that I run with or people that I interact with all over the country... They're young, they're innovative, they're doing all these interesting things. I get so much from that than any mentorship I've ever had. I think when it comes to mentorship, where I've gained from older folks, where I've like really soaked in is kind of the way they handle situations, Mm -hmm. the temperament, the reaction to information. 
So I think uh, my mannerisms have come from older folks, but my best ideas and innovation come from younger people. And you're always like, you have that growth mindset. You're always like taking in information and evolving. That's unreal. Um, So I would love for you to let us know how we can support you because you've given so much on this podcast alone. And then in addition, like all your content, you're constantly putting out amazing content on group chat and detour and your Instagram and IG story, everything. So how can they support you? Yeah, I mean, mine is, I I think first people should get comfortable with who I am, the stuff I put out. So Mm -hmm. the best places to do that are on group chat, the podcast, detour, the podcast, my Instagram, uh, dmurthy. And and just soak in, see if you like me or not. If you don't, sorry. Um, (laughs) But I think that's a great place to start and like look and see if there's something you can kind of resonate with and then take it from there because- I don't want to be the first thing you know about me is what I do and what I'm trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'd rather it be a, a connection through content. I love that. And everything is going to be linked below. And also, if you guys are in L.A., you guys should come out to Run Club. Please. Saturdays. Um, we're, it's at um, Alfred's, Alfred's Coffee, Coffee, Melrose Place, in the alley, 9 a.m. every Saturday. You heard it here. We're always there. Yeah, I'm going to come now that I'm back in yes, LA. please. So thank you guys so much for listening and watching. If you guys are watching on YouTube, um, all the links are going to be linked below. And if you guys love what you're hearing, if you guys can screenshot your phones and let D know that you're listening and that you are in so much gratitude for all this amazing knowledge and wisdom. Yes. So thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Bye.